first, first podcast, 2017. What, you thought I was going to record one in January? What, you thought Hambo was done, washed up, just another relic from 2016? I don't think so. No way. I'm a survivor. I might have been down for first half of the month, but I was not out. Not by a long shot. Nope. Licking the wounds from 2016. Saying my prayers, eating my vitamins. And uh, going to say what needs to be said, or what has been said, but not as much. I'm the man that's going to say it this month, right here in the Ham Palace. That's right, I dare to say what people on Facebook don't say, or should say. That's right, I'm saying it. <laughs> I'm saying it because I know it's on everybody's minds. And I will not be silenced. Okay. The creativity needs to keep flowing. All right. All this, uh, all this little uh, distraction, life distraction, paying the bills, paying the phone bills, calling friends, all that needs to go by the wayside. Um, in the name of creativity. And, uh, you know, I honestly, I, I honestly believe what you leave behind. If you leave a legacy behind, that's something. You left your mark, even if it maybe lasts for a few years before it gets thrown away by people that don't give a crap after you die. But, um... Speaking of deaths, uh, we're going to go way into 2016, celebrity deaths, because there was a good handful, good fistful of them that uh, passed. And, and everyone knows this, but I feel that people really didn't, really didn't, uh, at least not on my Facebook wall, um, point out the amount of death in our pop culture was staggering, let alone in my personal life. Uh, and family deaths, uh, <laughs> and people I knew, it was kind of a big year for death as well, unfortunately. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, well, I, I guess I should just come out and say it, that uh, um, 2016, it was, was, the, was the death of my, my grandfather, Rudy Less, and... Uh, that's one that's going to be felt for a while. Um, man was 82 and uh, worked many years at GM and uh, was well loved by his co-workers and his family. And uh, he uh, was a teacher for a while and, and he, he had a few, a few jobs, but his major job and probably the one where he made most of a difference was GM. And uh, every, uh, every well, I try to make it every year. I'd go up to see him after, you know, after grade school and a little bit after high school, you know, the family can kind of go their separate ways. And 
Unfortunately, the cohesion of the family broke down during and after high school, and you know, the army, the army training, and, and college had its way. But I, you know, my during my college years, I always made sure to try to go back and see and and, and visit my grandpa at least once once a year, or at least call the guy. And uh, you know, there's a big age difference, yeah, obviously. <laughs> So it always made it tricky to talk about things, but there were a few times where I felt like we connected on the phone here and there, find com found common ground, uh, common things to talk about. Uh, where where my career is going, where my brother's career is going, whoever's career is going. <laughs> uh, maybe I should just stop talking now <laughs> about that. But you know, I gotta let it flow. I can't, I can't censor myself fully. But I have realized I gotta be aware of what I'm saying here. Um, anyway, um, you know, he had to retire, and uh, and after retirement, you know, he a lot of years up north uh, in Michigan, in his cabin, many peaceful years. Many uh, tranquil, tranquil years. Um, you know, we had to move him out of there because it was just uh, he was forgetting things and he was getting dementia and all that, and all that stuff. And then he um, he'd fall down quite a bit, and so we had to make sure that there was someone there to watch him. And his uh, his wife. Uh, uh, Melba had, had passed uh, years prior, a few years prior, and that that was sad. And then um, his girlfriend at the time, uh, Betty, she she had passed away. She was a, a saint for taking care of him. Uh, but anyway, he uh, we got him down, and we started taking care of him or seeing him at the retirement place, and making sure he was eating and all that. And that was a big change for him. And then. Uh, we took care of him at at the house here, and uh, that wasn't easy. That was challenging, but it could have been worse. Um, you know, get, gave him the shots, and uh, you know, you know the strokes. He, 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 it's amazing how many strokes that he survived. Um, probably in his lifetime, uh, in the last ten, fifteen years, he probably he probably had four or five strokes. And, uh, you know, it was just, in the end, it was just too much, yeah, and, and, uh, you know, we had to put him on a feed, feeding tube, and, and, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't easy, you know, um, yeah, I don't want to go into too much detail, because I think it's, it's too heavy for this podcast, and I've already said enough, but, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss my grandpa. He was he was the silent, the silent strong one in our family, the anchor. That we found ourselves coming back to, to see. And uh, man of man of few words, but man uh, he he had wise words whenever he spoke, and he was a gentle uh, man, especially in his. 
you know, in the last 10, 15 years, you know, um, always, uh, one with a, with a joke and always like to sing when he ate and hum and eat the food off my plate. Uh, oh, grandpa, this one's for you. I love you. So I'd like to say, uh, we go on to, um, a happier note after that, but let's just go right into the rest of, uh, well, actually, let's do this. Before we go into who died uh, and get the, even more depressed, uh, let's go to let's talk about the things that were good in 2016. Um, you know, I, I, you know, maybe it's not good to look back, but yeah, it's it's you know, I wanted to do a New Year's Eve or a New Year. Uh, New Year's Day podcast, but so I'm a little late, so sue me, whatever. Better late than never. The good. The Cubs won. Cubs won the World Series. After many, many years, I think over 50 years, excuse me, way over 50 years, I think, early 1900s when they won last. And uh, I was kind of rooting for the... Uh, in all honesty, I was rooting for the uh, Indians because uh, I thought the Indians had been uh, overdue longer, but I guess not. And plus, I'm a fan of uh, of uh, Major League, so I'm still kind of bummed that Charlie Sheen didn't get to uh, throw the pitch uh, or th throw a pitch for one of the games. But anyway, um, no big deal. Maybe the, the Indians will have their time to shine. I wasn't you know, it was such a great game, man. It went into overtime. And it was such a close game back and forth. You didn't know who was going to win. They were both... The Indians were ahead. Then the Cubs were ahead. Then the Indians were ahead a little bit more. And then the Cubs finished off. It was a great game. Great game for baseball. Uh, great for the game. Uh, also, I was checking out uh, online... Uh, the giant panda is no longer endangered, so that's a great thing, 2016. Now, if you can work on the, I believe it's is it the, the black rhino, or, well, I know some species, of the, the, the rhino is probably still endangered, and we got to get that sucker uh, saved. So let's definitely keep that, keep that up. Um... So there, there were some some good things. Uh, also, the movie Deadpool came out and was amazing. It was it was a lot better than it probably had any right to be, <laughs> but I'm totally all right with that. So this was definitely, you know, Deadpool was one of those if you things where if you stick to the source material, it nine out of ten times it won't do you wrong, and. They stuck the source material, 90% of it. Um, and what the rest that they came up with was great. You know, um, <laughs> I mean, it, it's really amazing. Not only is it an amazing, in, 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 as far as the superhero movie goes, and a milestone for that, but it's a milestone in, in filmmakers that just, Put something together in a short, uh, 
five, ten minute thing in order to raise money for a bigger movie, which is something I was working on for a while, and maybe it's something I need to get back onto, um, and uh, get myself back on the, rail, the railings with uh, Biology 101, but uh, where I also did, I did a ten minute movie, which ended up being 25, 30 minutes, <laughs> actually a mini movie in itself. But I never got into a theater or anything. But uh, it, you can see it on YouTube, as always. 10-minute um, version and the 30-minute the version. Um, but anyway, they used, they shot uh, Deadpool in, in a car and, and outside of the car. And a lot of it, mostly was CG. But they did it as like kind of like a, an animatic um, to show... 20th Century Fox, here, we can do this. This character can be funny, and this is how the character works. And, um, yeah, it worked. Uh, I think so. <laughs> I mean, I saw it twice in the theaters. I've watched it twice on DVD now. It's funny every time. The same jokes. It, that's amazing. Um... A lot like the Big Lebowski and Kingpin, the jokes never stop being funny, you know. Um, inspired casting uh, with Reynolds being in it. And even in the comics, I think they re uh, reference uh, Ryan Reynolds, uh, you know, being cast as Deadpool. I've been a longtime Deadpool fan. Almost since he came out, I liked his look when he came out in uh, it was uh, X Force. A buddy of mine uh, showed me a picture of Deadpool like lifting this huge dude up. Apparently, he had super strength or something like that. But I liked the design of the character, and um, what but what really brought the character to life was the uh, the writers. Uh, uh, I, I can't, I don't know how to pronounce his, his last name, unfortunately. Uh, Fabian, uh, Fabian uh, N. I'm just going to say N uh, because I don't want to mess up his last name. Uh, and uh, Joe Kelly, uh, both excellent writers on that comic and just cracked me up every time I uh, read it. And, and the art by Ed McGinnis was great. Um, and even before him, before he came along... Um, it was, it was really funny with the miniseries that they did uh, back in the 90s, mid-90s. And, uh, man, I, I, I want to go back and reread them now because I always look forward to getting Deadpool. And, uh, actually, it's something I have to get back on to picking up because uh, it's just such an entertaining comic. Um, the supporting cast, Blind Al, um, I just love the whole dynamic uh, of him kind of having, like, you know, him going home and living, having a roommate and all the hilarity, a blind roommate and all the hilarity that ensues. Um, but yeah, that's one of the few times where I think the filmmakers, uh, filmmakers said, hey, I believe in this, this visually and this how this plays. And uh, what do you guys think? You're either on board or not. And they decided to come on board and, and give them a modest budget. And they kept it pretty grounded. 
um, and, and real. And uh, a lot of those um, uh, scenes were, were realistic, like were practical, practically done scenes where there wasn't a lot of CG and they're real stuntmen, uh, real uh, uh, acrobatic fighters. Um, so neat, so neat. Um, gosh, I wish more superhero movies were like Deadpool. I wish a lot of movies and action movies were like Deadpool. And I can't believe it. He was up for a Golden Globes, like a Golden Globe. Ryan Reynolds. I, you know, I, there's not a lot of really strong uh, leading men uh, Oscar contenders this year. And Ryan Reynolds, I believe, is up. Or he he got the Golden Globe, or he I think he got a Golden Globe. I have to double check. It's unbelievable a superhero movie getting a Golden Globe. And anything, I mean, I'm just astounded at how how much this movie killed. <laughs> uh, you talk about a grand slam. Um, wow. I, I'm. Yeah, I, I just have to say it because, I mean, no one around me is saying it. It's way, went way beyond my expectations. Um, and I went to, when I went to go th to the theater, uh, I saw it uh, with my buddy. Uh, we wished to remain anonymous, but uh, he was just kind of like, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it's good, but, you know, it's not really my thing. Superhero movies aren't really my thing. It was all right. Like, man, that was freaking hilarious. <laughs> you don't understand. But, uh, all right. Well, let's end to that. And that, I, I guess there's nothing more to say than that. I'm watching the commentaries. Commentaries are excellent. The behind the scene, uh, you know, featurettes are great. Um, the musical selection in the movie's great. Uh, just, just, yeah. It's totally worth getting on DVD. I got it on uh, Amazon for, uh, I think, like 10 bucks, And you get the Blu-ray and the DVD. It's unbelievable. What a bargain that was. What an unbelievable bargain. 10 bucks for Deadpool on Blu-ray and DVD. Which, by the way, before we go into... Uh, you know, uh, the deaths, uh, you might want to check out my website, uh, which I'll post the, uh, website on my, uh, on my page here on, uh, at the Ham Palace, uh, uh, dot Podbean. Um, it gives you the links for my web, my new web page going up, uh, my Wix web page, um, probably a temporary website but it's it's my website no less uh it's a wix web, wix website and i don't want to screw up the name um i believe it's something like cj calderon 94 uh at wix.com slash story artist but i might have screwed that up so just go to check out my uh in the description my my website there and i'll put it along with my blogs my 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 link for my blogs on my uh podcast page there and uh 
when you go on over that website and you're listening to, um, well, before you get to the Ham Palace, which you can listen to on my website, as well as check out my art, my storyboard art, my ukulele lessons, and all that good stuff. Um, the homepage, you can click on the Amazon link, click on it, and it goes right to the Amazon site, which you can buy Deadpool for 10 bucks. And uh, by clicking on that Amazon link, you help me pay for my podcast and my incoherent ramblings. And no cost out of your pocket. It's a good way to support the Ham Palace. Shameless plug, shameless plug. Um, yeah, so if you could do that, that'd be awesome. Um, helps me pay for my, my show. Uh, which is about five bucks a month, which isn't much, but it adds up after a while, kids. I don't know. I want to keep this free. Um, eventually, I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to put Audibles on there too, because I believe in Audibles as a product. And, uh, I'll, I'll, but I'm not going to go into that too yet, because I, I don't, too much yet, because they're not on the website yet. So, anyway, enough about that. Um, that's, in comics, um, let's start off with that. Steve Dillon passed away in 2016. That stunk because I had always loved Steve Dillon because uh, his run on Preacher uh, always blew me away. The facial expressions he could do. And, uh, yeah, just the panels and, and, and the, the panel-to-panel close-ups of the characters were, were always unique and very uh, influential to me. Um, he also ended up doing the Punisher later on, and Punisher and Wolverine. He did he did a run of Wolverine that was great. Um, had to do with like the uh, Chris Claremont story from '91 about the sea synthesizer and Captain America and World War Two and Omega Reg, all that, all that was great stuff. Um, it. it you know that being said, he did he did draw a lot of the, a lot of the faces on the men. Pretty much they looked the same. It wasn't very there was very little that differentiated each, the look of each person, and more or less same with women, but more so men. But it's still the facial expressions and the uh, those those kind of those shine through. Um, he'll be missed. That that's that's a real crime that. Uh, you know he died. He died young, and he still had a lot of uh, a lot more ahead of him. But I, I'm grateful for the comics that that I bought from him and and, and uh, the work that he did. All right, so let's get into the meat and potatoes of of the deaths of 2016. Woo! Yeah, let's get into that. Um, actually, let me. I'll try to end it up on, on a good note of two more things I just thought of uh, that happened to me this year that were positive and fun. Before I forget. Uh, yeah, well, I'll just, one popped to mind. Um, first of all, David Bowie. David Bowie. Um, that man was a pioneer in, in pop music. Uh, and and rock and roll, uh, so influential. 
I never, I didn't really get into Bowie too much when I was a kid. A little China girl my brother liked, but I kind of appreciated that over time. Um, but his music had always been around me growing up, and you know, uh, it played on the radio a lot, and uh, you know, I saw the movie Labyrinth, at least parts of it, when I was a kid, and knew who the man was. I remember watching the movie Cat People, and uh, uh, pouring uh, like the, the yeah the song <laughs> that that plays at the freeze frame of of the uh, of the panther uh, growling is uh, uh, pouring on gas with uh, pouring out fire with gasoline. That always that always uh, cracked me up. Uh, how they time that with the panther uh, growling? You got to see that for yourself. But uh, I used to watch that movie on TV Twenty, very censored uh, version. Um, TV Twenty was one of the, of course, a local localized TV uh, channel. I think that was uh, that played off like I think uh, yeah, it was it was. Channel 20 was UHF? I think. Because you hadn't... Or maybe it was VHF. I'm trying to remember now. But, you know, Channel 2, Channel 4, Channel 7, and then we had uh, Channel 50, which became Fox. So, yeah, and then Channel 20, which I think, I don't know, became... Eventually became... UPN and the CW and some, I don't know. But anyway, uh, TV 20 showed a lot of like uh, kooky uh, horror movies from the 70s and early 80s and, and 60s and some of the Hammer films, um, which I'd watch like when I was over my grandpa's. <laughs> and Tyne and Grandpa there, I had, uh, when... I was just by myself as a kid, or my brother would be there watching, watching me. Um, let's move on, shall we? Uh, Prince, Prince died. That was huge. That was a big one. Absolutely big one. Totally influential in the pop music, pop scene. Um, yeah, I like Prince. Um, I didn't have any of his CDs, but I always I would listen to his songs from there on. Um, one I did like was uh, his around. I think it was around 1990, 91. Is um, oh, get off. Or, I think that was the name of it. I goes, let a woman be a woman and a man be a man. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, that that song was in uh, the movie Last Boy Scout. And I always liked that one. I thought it fit that scene in the movie with the Holly Berry strip scene. Um, I thought that was great. Um, yeah. Yeah, he was very influential. I mean, we wouldn't have more stay in the time without Prince, really. I, I really enjoy more stay in the time. <laughs> but Prince was, uh, yeah, he was definitely unique. Um Let's go on. I, I was going to say Roddy Piper, 2000, but he died in 2015. Still feels like he died last year. Uh, Hot Rod, miss ya. And it, 
and his podcasts, which is still on iTunes. You can still listen to all of his episodes on uh, iTunes, thank God. Um, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman, who you think, well, that guy's got a few, definitely a few more movies in him. No, no, kids. He's off the shelf, unfortunately. And uh, that's sad. Um, really wish he wasn't, of course, uh, of diehard fame. And uh, um, so many, uh, Galaxy Quest, that was another big one for him. And uh, eventually the Harry Potter films. Um, but every time Alan Rickman was in the movie, you knew you were going to get a good performance. And if he was the villain in your film, the film's going to be better for it. Um, even in Dogma, it's like he made the movie better just for him being in it and and, and uh, the heaviness he brings to the the role and the credibility. It's always just, just well done. He was... Uh, just a unique, um, a unique actor that had definitely had some Shakespeare experience, you know, to to bring to whatever role he was in. I mean, you could just tell. Um, yeah, you could just tell there were some a few uh, layers going on in each performance, and uh, he'll be missed for a while. Um, let's move on. Uh, Tony Burton, Tony Burton played Duke in, in the Rocky movies. Uh, I always liked his performances in those. He was always a good mentor and, and coach um, to Apollo and then eventually Rocky and Rocky IV, which I thought that was great when he stepped into the role of Apollo or, or Mick, really. And, and even in the uh, the and Rocky Balboa, Rocky Six. He came back into play, and I thought that was nice. That was really good. Um, and he's been in a few other movies. He's a, uh, there was another movie I was watching him. Was in he was he was pretty good. He he actually uh, I'm gonna seek out a few more of his movies they did, but he's got a few more that that were kind of memorable. I wish I just wish I remember the name of the movie. Um, Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. I mean, I don't need to go into that. I mean, it's just... <sighs> Blazing Saddles. Young Frankenstein. Um, icon. Huge comedic icon for me. Uh, <sighs> Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. That was huge. Uh, just growing up on that movie. It was enormous. And, and even Gene Wilder from Young Frankenstein and... Um, was so funny to watch him in that and uh, Blazing Saddles and and of course the Richard Pryor movies he did uh, See No Evil, Hear No Evil uh, I think another one was Silver Streak or Blue Streak one of those I, yeah I, I, I gotta rewatch that one so funny his, his movie's always worth uh, rewatching um uh my mom recently uh, brought to my, uh, to, uh, brought to my attention what an amazing comb over the man had, and yeah, he did had a he did have a pretty mean comb over. Who's no joke. <laughs> but oh uh, well, he was hilarious. Who cares? Who cares? Um, 
even that uh, that TV show he did, Get Wilder, was funny when he was on it. He had like a one season run of this TV show, and he was hilarious. Um, Gary Shandling, another funny comedic actor. Um, I used to watch the this is uh, 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 the Gary Shandling show, um, and then. Um, yeah, and then uh, his show later on that came on the, I think, Showtime or HBO. Uh, yeah, that was, they're both amazing in their own ways. Um, just the fact in the, in the 80s when he had that show, um, he would talk to the audience and break the fourth wall. And uh, a lot of his jokes were ahead of ahead of their time on that show, I always thought. And I, that's definitely worth a rewatch in the Gary Shandling show. And the, uh, I'm trying to remember that the show on HBO. This is terrible. I want to say the Larry David show, but I just it's not coming to me right now. <laughs> anyway, he had another show where he's a late night talk show host. Uh, and uh, that went on for a few years, and that was freaking hilarious. I remember watching that. Um, a few of those episodes over and over again. One a funny one with Warren Zevon, uh, refusing to or complaining about uh, singing uh, "Werewolves of London." Um, Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali, yes, unbelievable, uh, unbelievable. He made it as long as he did. <laughs> you know the poor guy with his condition that he was in, but uh, you know I I think he he did a lot of good in in the years. Uh, after his boxing, uh, I know you remember the Olympics, you know, uh, you know, lighting the Olympic torch there, keeping it going. And I think he had a, a, a couple good causes, um, that he was, he was doing, I think for the kids or something like that. Something, well, I'll have to look into it, research it. Robert Vaughn, of course, Robert Vaughn, man from uncle. And, uh, you know, growing up, kid of the 80s uh i remember him from uh superman 3 you know the great superman 3 you know a hammy comedic kind of actor he was a kind of a stand-in for lex luther but he kind of pulled it off in a hammy cheesy way um also he did these uh sam bernstein commercials which he would always be very committed to and he would always say oh he always say call sam bernstein today and he'd point right at you and I was like, yeah, I believe that man. He's very sincere and very, very powerful acting. Uh, and uh, Carrie Fisher and Deb, Debbie Reynolds. Uh, Carrie Fisher, uh, Princess Leia, and um, had many other roles. I remember she was in The Burbs, and uh, she was in the, she played Tom Hanks's wife in that. And uh, she was funny. And then, but I think her second most popular role to me was in Blues Brothers where she kind of came after uh, uh, Jake uh, Jake Elmwood or, and, and she was going to blow him away and she had like this huge um, I don't think it was a machine uh, machine gun or AK-47 or a rocket launcher I think it was a rocket launcher or something like that and uh, it's, it's a funny scene you haven't seen him Blue Brothers if you haven't seen Blues Brothers I'm sorry I can't do anything for you um Sad, and then Debbie Reynolds, 
passing away uh, uh, in shock after dealing with her her daughter's uh, affairs uh, after she died. So that that's that's pretty fascinating. Um, that uh, apparently you can die of sudden heartbreak uh, if if. Just, Someone in your family dies like that, and it can affect you to where you die. It, it, this says a lot about a death in a psychological sense. That you know, a lot of a lot of dying is psychological. I think too, um, and, and and letting go. Uh, Just knowing, I don't know, how long to hold on before you, you can make terms with, with, with dying and, and letting go of something, of letting go of your life. I think people have the tendency to, to hold on long enough to say their piece and to let go. And, uh, and I think Debbie Reynolds, I think she took the dramatic... Uh, poetic way out and uh, I mean I couldn't imagine what it's like to you know survive the uh, su survive your, your ch own child that's I mean that's an emotional it was so emotionally emotional for her that apparently she that impact killed her and uh, it's really sad and uh, very profound, and uh, that's gonna. I think that's gonna leave a t uh, a feeling in our in our culture or for a little while. That whole thing, and how the tragedy behind that. Uh, both of them iconic in show business, and uh, kind of out of nowhere. Speaking about out of nowhere. <sighs> I was really bummed when I heard about George Michael passing Christmas Day. That was, uh, boy, oh boy, that took the wind out of my sail. Um, and it's not like I was even a huge, huge George Michael fan. Like, I never never got any of his CDs. I probably had a few mixtapes with some of the songs on it. Careless Whisper, Never Gonna Dance Again. Uh, Last Christmas... Um, Fast Love, which I love. That was kind of a little comeback for him. I really love that song. He always had a few songs that really, I really, really dug. And uh, I think if, when if, I think this was about five years ago when I was in California, I was looking. I was so into George Michael, I wanted to pick up his greatest hits CD. I wanted to go to the record store. Which yeah, there's still there's still his record stores, and pick up a CD of his greatest hits, and I went to go get it. I went to go back, and it was gone. Someone bought it, so the man can still sell out albums, uh, even the record stores. And, uh, never gonna dance again, in the movie Deadpool. It all ties in. One of the key songs in Deadpool, and uh, and he passes away. On Christmas Day, tragically. Uh, heartbroken, again, with the heartbreaking uh, death. That sucks. 
you know. And uh, I know there's more deaths. So Glenn Fry from the Eagles. You know, that was kind of a big deal. I like the Eagles. Don't have any of their albums, but I can appreciate the talent. It's sad. It's sad, but there were some good things. I'm not going to go into any political thing about the election. You, you, you just take with that what you will. I mean, that's that's obvious. Unless not, I'm not, you know, no. Let's keep it moving. Um, well, uh, I had a kind of a interesting, on an up note, I actually... I had a, a my 2016 started off with a good bang with the Guns N' Roses concert. That was something awesome. I really liked that, and I did a whole podcast on that. So that was a, a once in a lifetime kind of opportunity there. And uh, still angry I didn't get the T-shirt. Uh, maybe I still can order it. I don't know. <sighs> money. You gotta have money for these things, kids. Um, And I did finish Rage 3. That's a big deal. But now I have to actually print enough copies to distribute them. So I can go to these comic book conventions. So, uh, well, uh, I'm going to call in. I'm going to do something here. I'm going to call in. I've never done this before. Uh, Sir Michael Caine. Uh, first of all, I'm going to wish him a happy new year. But this is uh, between you and me. Um, I did a little auditioning, auditioning, like secret auditioning at my own, my old film school, MPI of Michigan. And uh, I went undercover kind of to audition for some of the short films that people are doing. And uh, I figured Michael would, would appreciate that. And, uh, uh, you know, I am expecting a few phone calls as part of my uh, year opener. Um but uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to call uh, Sir Michael Caine and I'm going to let him know about that because he always calls in and, and insults me for not pursuing acting work and uh, I just want to surprise him. So this is uh, here we go. So uh, here we go. Wait a minute. I I got to call in. This is just very surprising. I get a call in right now. Uh -huh. All right, I'll answer. This is Hambo. Oh, is this? This is uh, this is Hambo. Yes, and this is uh, this is Ray. This is Ray Winstow. Just calling in to see uh. Break a leg. The rest of your shows here for this new year. Oh, thanks, thanks, Ray. Man, really, uh, you know, where are you calling from? Oh, I'm calling from uh, London. London, wow, man, awesome. You're calling from all the way over there. Uh, that must mean it's like, what, three in the morning over there. <laughs> yeah, maybe some, something like that. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's, it's dark here. Since I kind of stayed up late. And uh, 
was listening to your show. And I don't know, I just want to wish you the best. I know a lot of people died last year. And uh, hopefully no one will die this year. And uh, I, I, yeah, I, too many, too many. This is kind of a heartbreaking, tough episode for me, Ray. Um, uh, anyway, um, uh, and, and, any movies you're working on this year? Oh, yeah. I, I, I stay pretty busy. Sometimes you see me in a few movies here and there. <clears throat> you know, it's, uh, maybe one of these days, see me in a, one of your films, who knows? Yeah, well, you know, um, it's, uh, it's a matter of time, Ray, you know, uh. Yes, I suppose it is. But anyway, I don't want to, you know, I just wanted to call you and, and uh, call in and, and congratulate you for, for putting out so many great episodes last year. It's a lovely show. I like it a lot. Thanks, Ray. Um, you know, I was getting ready to call Michael, uh, Sir Michael Kane here, because, uh, Oh, <laughs> oh, what he's up to, he's still working quite a bit. Yeah, well, anyway, he always calls in on the show, and he always gets on me for not auditioning enough, and he always chews me out, he always insults me, so I'm finally giving him a call. You know, I did the auditioning for my, uh, for the local, uh, film school here in Michigan, and, uh, you know, it should it should be interesting to see uh, what he says about that. Oh, well, I, I, I'll let you go, but, uh, uh, yeah, like I said, I just want to have you, I want you to have a great 2017. Um, hope everything runs smoothly. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to have you back on, Ray. Um, I'm just in the middle of this whole thing with, with uh, Michael. Right, right, that's great. That's great. Tell Michael said hi, and uh, I will. I will. And uh, tell him, uh, tell him I don't know about the money I owe him. Uh, I don't know about that. You owe him money. Well, you know, we had a little game, a little friendly game of poker, and uh, things kind of went astray a little bit. And uh, yeah, look. Maybe it'll be for another podcast. Well, that sounds interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's just say, uh, let's just say about a few, few of my things, a few of my clothes off my back, and uh, I gotta make, I gotta make a few more movies to make up for the, the money I owe Michael now. <laughs> Jeez, man, I don't. You never should have. You know that that wasn't wise. Uh. Yeah, well, that's exactly why I should go back to this phone call here, uh, Ray. But, uh, man, this is really out of the blue. I didn't expect you to call. Uh, I'll have you back on maybe in, in a few shows from now, maybe, huh? Yeah, no, do that. That'd be great. That'd be lovely. All right, well, I'll, uh, I'll talk to you later. Let me let me continue uh, calling Sir Michael Kane here. And, uh, All right, goodbye. Thank, thank you, you too, Ray. That was really sweet. Um, so anyway, let's see, guys, number. I, uh, let's see here. 
Oh. Should I pick it up? Should I answer it? Well, all right. I guess some... I guess some of the guests have... Uh, all right. I'll pick this up. This is Hambo. Happy 2017. Hello. Uh, Sly, how you doing, man? Uh, is Hambo. Yeah. Sly, you okay? Oh, yeah, I'm all right. I, I just had to drink too many, that's all. Uh, hey, you know, I'm just calling you and see how you're doing, that's all. Uh, whole happy, uh, 2017. Thanks, I, I'm just in the middle of calling, uh, Sir Michael Kane. Oh, Michael, yeah, I worked with him. I remember Michael from Victory. He's, he's such a good guy. I miss working with him. But look, yo, um, you know, what I really want to do is, uh, I know I missed the Christmas episode, and that wasn't right. Because Arnold called and Jean Claude called. Now I just at least I can I can wish you a happy New Year, uh, for your New Year's show. Yeah, I know this is uh this is funny because it's quite a bit after New Year's now. I'm uh, we're going into late January, but that's nothing new here at the Ham Palace. You know I uh, I do lots of things pretty late here at the show, but. Hey. Better late than never, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, what, what's been going on, Sly? What? Well, you know, there's been a lot of things. Uh, you know, I was at the Oscars. And, uh, that was great. And uh, you, somebody tried to take my seat. And I was very angry about that. Who, who tried to take your seat? You know, some guy you know, thought he was hot stuff. You know, he, he took my seat. I was supposed to be sitting there. And, uh, you know, I don't want to call a ruck. You know, give a big ruck. You know, and um, I don't want to punch him or anything. But, uh, you know, at the end of that, the, uh, I'm sorry. It wasn't the Oscars. It was the Golden Globes. Yeah. Oscars are not here yet. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. You know, whatever. He, he, he comes up to me. He goes, Hey, I want to apologize. He goes, I go, get out of my face. And uh, I swear I almost knocked him out. Well, jeez. Well, that's, uh, yeah, that's a tough one. Um, Sly, I mean, um, golly, I, you know, I, I, that's happened to me kind of at the theater, you know, and someone's at the, you know, Taking the seat there, and you, that was your designated spot. You know, I kind of go with it. You pick your battle, Sly. Yeah, you pick your battle. So it's a long road, you know, but I get there. It's a little song by my brother there. Um. Anyway, I look. I wanna. I wanna tell you, Hambo. Happy 2017. Thank you so much, Sylvester. I'm looking forward to your your next. Your next one, um, whether that's Expendables or uh, Rambo, liked Rambo a lot. Hey, you did. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, we'll probably do one more Expendables to see how it goes. Personally, I'm waiting for the, uh, uh, you know, the next uh, 
the spinoff, uh, The Disposables, with uh, Michael Dudikoff and Luke Frigno, Thomas Ian Griffith. Hey, that's a great idea. Maybe I'll look into that. Look, that, that's more my, my idea, Sly. I mean, I, we can talk and negotiate that. Yeah, maybe we'll have to. Look, I, I, I don't want to hold you up. You need to talk to Michael. Talk to Michael. He's a great guy. Yeah, all right. All right, Sly. Well, I'll, you have a great 2017. You too. All right, finally. Finally, I can call Sir Michael. And here we go. It's going to be funny. Yes, it's Michael. Yeah, yeah. Sir, Sir Michael, Michael can, can guess, who, guess this who this is. Well, if I had to guess, it'd probably be whatever is in between my left ass cheek. No, yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, how you doing, Michael? I'm doing great. How about you? Uh, I'm doing all right. I just wanted to call you and tell you something. Well, you haven't died yet. I'm calling to tell you. I uh, I went out to my little film school I used to go to, yeah. Oh, the Motion Picture Institute of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I went there and I auditioned for, for some independent, independent films. films. I'm sorry, say again. Yes, I auditioned for for some. Uh, I auditioned for some independent films. You auditioned. Well, what made you do this all of a sudden? Well, I you know I was feeling like I had to feed the dream. It's a new year. Time to go all in on the acting. Time to go and directing. You're damn. You you you're lying to me. I I can't believe this. I don't I don't believe this. I don't. I, yeah, um, it's just something I wanted to get back to and uh, get my feet wet in the water there again. And uh, you know, I auditioned. You know, I went on in there. I got some of the sides and uh, auditioned for about about three movies. Three movies in one day. Yeah, three movies in one day. Not too bad. And one was kind of like a, uh, a detective film. Um, another one was a um, Oh, kind of like a drama about a, a father, uh, you know, uh, with ADD talking to his kid, um, and another one and uh, uh, was was kind of like a cult leader about a cult, cult, uh, cultist. Uh, right. Well, you call me. You call me, Michael. Twelve thirty-nine at night. That's five in the morning here in, in London. And you tell me you did something with your life. Finally, you get back in the game. I can't believe it. I, I, I honestly, I don't know what to do. I mean, I'm so used to just beating the snot out of you on the show. I mean, I can't believe you. You bring me with this news. It's uh, it's kind. Of kind of making me cry. 
Well, uh, I just wanted to call you and, and, and you know, beat you to the punch because you always call me on my show and annoy the shit out of me. You're damn right I annoy the shit out of you. I do it because I love you, Hambo. You know that, right? You don't take it personal with me. It's to get you motivated, son. Yeah, yeah, to get me motivated. Anyway, uh, yeah, I talked to uh, your buddy Ray, and, uh, you know, he told me about the little game you guys had. And that uh, you tried to uh, extort money from him and take extort his whole his clothes at the at the at the poker table. What, what are you trying to do to the guy? You know, Ray's a good man, but you know, Ray, you can't win with a pair of twos. I mean, you gotta have a stronger hand, Ray. I mean, the man likes to play. He likes to gamble, and I gamble harder. All right. So, I, I'm just... Look, it's not easy when you have to make ends meet when you're Ray. Because he doesn't get the roles like I do. And again, I'm trying to teach him through tragedy, through hardship. To don't gamble so damn much. Don't put so much money on the table. And especially, don't gamble me, son. Because you'll lose every time. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I, with friends like you. With friends like me. Who needs friends? I, I don't know if that's how it goes. That's the way I'm making it go, son. But I'm going to tell you something. i got to go. Uh, things that I think uh, are going to start looking up for you this year, 2017. Yeah? Do you know how many bloody people died last year? I, quite a few, quite a few in show business, and a, quite a few personal, uh, yeah, let's not go there. Well, no, let's not. But anyway, ah, uh, yeah, let's just not go there. Let's not go there. Yes, um, but Ray, I'm, I'm wearing the man's underwear right now. Y yeah? Yes, just to remind me. About how shitty he is. How bloody shitty he is at playing poker. Man should have known better. But I'm proud of you, Hambo. I'm very proud. Thank you, sir. Happy 2017. Happy 2015. I, I mean, 16. Uh, 17. Yeah. Yeah, it's 2017. Yeah. Goodbye. Well, I think I'm gonna. I think that's about it. Uh, I thought that was very uh, cathartic of me. I, I just it's good to call him, call him for once, and to uh, you know tell him what you know what's going on, what the deal is. Is if I don't have my own life under control, my own my own acting career under control, I'm gonna leave you guys with this. This was a fantastic episode. 2017 extravaganza New Year's episode. Happy New Year. January 24th. Long days and pleasant nights. <sighs>